You are listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Travelin, and this is session number 106. Happy Thanksgiving to my American friends. I hope you enjoyed some well-deserved Turkey Day with your families yesterday. I also hope your Black Friday is rocking right now. We've got a great interview for you today with the guys from RPG Travel. They are doing something game store owners should definitely be paying attention to. As Jonathan mentions during our interview, uh, people are craving face-to-face real-life experiences after almost uh, two years of uncertainty and distance. And game store owners have the opportunity to create exactly that. If it weren't for the supply chain issues the the industry is currently facing, I would say friendly local game stores are ridiculously well-positioned to benefit from this demand and community connection. And what Alex and Jonathan are doing with RPG Travel fits perfectly into that demand. Seriously, they have one of the best offers I've seen in a long time. And if you're a game store owner, there is no excuse for not at least having the conversation about creating your own branded gaming adventure with them. They do pretty much everything for you, and you have almost nothing to lose. Gen Con has also recently partnered up with RPG Travel to plan their gaming excursions. And if an organization as big as Gen Con has chosen to work with them, you know they're onto something. And if I have your attention already, you can go to RPGTravel.com right now and schedule a time to chat with Alex and get the ball rolling on your game store's next big thing. And before we jump into the interview, I've got a special deal for you. The LGS Success Summit Black Friday deal is here. For the first time, you can get access to the 2020 and 2021 LGS Success Summit recordings for over 50% off. That's 40-plus seminars from some of the most successful game store owners in North America, covering a variety of topics critical to growing your tabletop game store, including brand building, running events, email marketing, game demos, networking and collaboration, TikTok, SEO, word-of-mouth marketing, creating a WPM premium-level business, e-commerce and shipping, hiring the right people, creating video content, creating a risk-free system for selling used games in your store, financing, as well as sessions from publishers, covering some great new products you can stock in your game store over the coming months. It's all included, but the deal ends Friday night at midnight, uh, just under 12 hours from when this episode goes live. So if you're waiting for the right time to pull the trigger on getting the summit recordings, this is the perfect opportunity for you. All you have to do to pick up the deal is go to lgssuccesssummit.com forward slash BF2021. All right, with that said, let's dive into today's interview with Alex and Jonathan. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and today we are talking with Alex Thor and Jonathan Adams. Alex is the Director of Operations at RPG Travel, and Jonathan is their resident gaming master. Both of these fine gentlemen were featured at the recent 2021 LGS Success Summit, and today we're going to explore what RPG Travel is, how it works, how, how you, dear listener, as a game store owner, can work with them to offer your customers an unforgettable gaming experience that they will love while making money and traveling to exciting locations at the same time. How's it going, guys? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I'm glad we could uh, find a time to make this work. And, you know, we went through a a few rescheduling uh, instances, but all in good time. And I'm really happy to be having this conversation right now because I think this is very exciting stuff. Cool. Okay. So, well, let's get started. Uh, before we jump into the details of you know what's going on and what RPG Travel is and all the cool stuff that you guys are doing, uh, let's just do a little bit of the the background 
some of the origin story. So uh, walk us through, you know, like how did you guys start this business? Why, why did you get into this kind of an industry? What's happening? Let us know. So basically, I think uh, several years ago, right before COVID, um, Jonathan and I are friends. Our kids went to school together and so on and so forth. And uh, we were just kind of hanging out, having a beer, watching uh, a football game of all things. And Jonathan, I have, I've operated in 15 years, um, educational travel company that takes people all around the world. Um, and Jonathan was like, hey, I've, I play d and I've been playing since the 80s. Is there, is there a way that we could play in castles and cool places thematic with the game? And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. So um, that's where kind of the, the idea started. Um, and then uh, we started putting things together. And, you know, I was scoping out some locations uh, internationally while I was on my other trips um, to see about what we could op- offer. And then uh, right when we were about to launch that, it, COVID hit and the world kind of shut down. So it's been on pause for a bit. Um, but um, we kind of relaunched, rebranded uh, probably about nine months ago once vac- vaccination rates were starting to go up. And, or, or, I mean, everybody's getting vaccinated and conferences were opening back up and we were getting ready for Origins and Gen Con and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of how it got started um, in a nutshell. Did I miss anything on that one, Jonathan? <laughs> no, I, uh, I think that's right. Um, you know, there's has been a, uh, a beginning in the industry for people to uh, to have some, you know, experience in what they are, you know, where they're playing and what they're playing. And so uh, this was sort of a hybrid idea uh, off of a couple of things that people had started to do in the uh, gaming space. And uh, Alex and I, like I said, we were just having a conversation over beers and the idea came about. And uh, we, I think we put together a, a pretty neat process for uh, gamers and uh, people in the industry to, uh, to enjoy what they're playing, but do it in very iconic places. Like I, I really like the idea of merging the RPG experience, right, of going to another world in a sense and living out uh, some of your fantasy adventures and that sort of thing, and then combining it with real world exotic locations and, and cool places and that sort of thing. It's a it's a really cool idea and it's very interesting to see where it's going to go in the future and uh, hopefully you know COVID cooperates and uh, and things open up in in time. Uh, so how does it work? What exactly does it look like when somebody goes on a trip and that sort of thing? So basically, we are a travel company for gamers, but also non-gamers in a sense. So a typical travel company will take you on a vacation, let's say, and you're going. if you're going to Ireland, you're going to see all the, the, the sites that you would typically see in Ireland, like Cliffs of Moher and Christchurch Cathedral and, you know, Ring of Kerry and all that good stuff. But we would also allocate time typically if we're doing like an rpg or something like that four to six hours per day to play inside a castle or a cave or you know different types of thematic um, locations with the game Um, but that would also work for any type of tabletop game that has kind of a thematic theme to that type of atmosphere or a card game or anything like that Um, and what we do is we basically we put together the trip, all of the logistics, the hotels, the transportation, the guides, all the gaming venues, so they're ready to play. And we brand it, so we work with people like uh, game store owners and other individuals that are manufacturing games to brand a trip for them. And what that means is 
the owner or a staff member, if they're not able to travel or uh, because they're busy or what have you, um, go on the trip for free. They get a percentage of all gross sales off of the trip. So they're making some money on the trip. They're going on the trip for free. And they're just kind of standing out from competition by doing an experiential type of travel. And it's, so that's how it kind of works. We, we help them select a destination internationally or domestically. And we build the itinerary and the website around it, the marketing material. And we just, there's very little energy that a game store owner has to put into this concept, which is what we got pushed, which is what people asked us a long time ago because they'd, they'd say they're really busy already. They don't have time for something like this. So we take all the heavy lifting. And then also it's open for non-gamers as well. So spouses, friends, families, partner members, anybody that wants to go on the trip um that's not a gamer while you're gaming our tour guide takes them to do other cool stuff in and around that area and one of the things that we have really uh started to work on the great thing about gaming and the venues that we're talking about is we can find a venue in the world just about anywhere that matches a setting or a scenario and then the flip side of that is we can find a scenario or a setting that matches just about anywhere in the world. So if somebody has a desire to travel to a certain place, um, we can actually take that concept, build an itinerary around it, and then associate that with some sort of a gaming adventure. So it, we actually scratch several itches of that uh, game store owner. They get to go to some place they've always maybe wanted to go, but do it in a way where, again, we're going to tie it to a game system, an adventure, and give them that full breadth of an experience that they can pass on to their customers. Again, sort of setting them apart from the competitors. Very cool. I like the idea of customization. So you, the process of somebody getting involved is that they can they just be like, I just want to put something together. Can you do it for me? Or is it like... Uh, do they need this idea beforehand to be like, oh, I wanted to go to Egypt and I want something to be involving the pyramids and I want all of this. Like how much of that back and forth is, uh, are they responsible for? Typically not a whole lot. Initially within a 15 minute call, I have a series of questions that I'll ask. Um, it would be like sending out a request for proposal or something like that. And I would go through all my questions of, how, what size tables do you need? How many people will be playing at each table? What type of games are you playing? And then that allows me to go back and look at exactly, you know, where we can go and see and doing all of that stuff. And I would suggest two or three locations. And then we would, we would select one. I would put together the itinerary, send it back to them, say, here's a draft. And they would look through it. Typically, I was just talking to another um, game manufacturer the other day. We're doing a trip to them to the U.K., I put together the draft itinerary after a 10 minute call. We sent that back. They emailed me back with some sticky notes on a PDF and we had a follow-up phone call for 20 minutes and the trip is ready to go. Um, it's as easy as that. And they're not financially committed to anything. So that trip will run in um, fall of next year, but the deposit dates are not until the summer. So people don't need to worry about signing up yet or anything like that. But if we don't get enough people, which we want 20 people to go is our minimum typically and 30 to max. Um, then we just cancel the trip. Nobody's out any financial, you know, commitment or anything like that. And, you know, we just reboot and try again a year or two later or see what went right or what went wrong with marketing or what have you. So that's basically how it kind of works. We try to streamline everything, do all the heavy lifting. Awesome. Yeah. I, li I like the fact that everything is a, a 
you can basically get everything set up within like an hour. You know, a little bit of a conversation back and forth, and you've got everything taken care of. That's uh, that's excellent. So, uh, you mentioned that you do gamers and non-gamers. So, what kind of game systems do you support? Uh, does it matter? Like, is it just RPGs, or can you do like virtually any kind of gaming? What kind of what kind of setup do you got? So, I mean, because um, as of right now, like Dungeons and Dragons Five E is the one of the easiest systems for a, a non-player to jump into, and it's one of the most popular out there. So, it's kind of we call it the eight hundred pound gorilla, right? It's it's the one that everybody's playing. So, most of the tours that we do, we recommend considering D and D as that that centerpiece. But by no means is that what we have to do. There are other certainly other you know RPGs. There are other rule systems. And again, as Alex was saying earlier, we have uh, tours that we're creating for non-RPG games, card games, other types of, you know, game store interested uh, games, but again, thematically tied to where we're going. So um, depending on the immersion that people are looking for and the game systems that they're interested in playing, we can handle just about anything. Yeah, and I'll add to that, you know, I'll, you know, some of the tabletop games that are only take one to two hours to play, um, they don't need a five, six hour session as kind of an RPG might need. Um, so that would limit them out in total gaming hours for the week. Maybe it's 15 plus gaming hours for the week, whereas an RPG is going to be, you know, a, a custom adventure campaign is going to be 25 to 35 hours for the week to get through that custom adventure that our team has built, Jonathan and his, and the GMs have built. So, um, you know, I had a game store owner the other day say, I want to do D and D for sure, but I know I have at least one table that are in the pathfinder. Can they play that? And absolutely. And then we'll customize something to go with that. So it's the, you know, everything is very customized and whatever they want, will just deliver, you know, the, a, a, a private tour for what they want. And, you know, we have that team of GMs that are very experienced and able to create and craft adventures. But again, they have experience beyond 5e as well. So if we can bring our GM team to, to bear, or again, if the, the game store already has a team of GMs that they like and like working with, we absolutely can work with them as well, whether that's with our custom adventure or with something they've written or something they want to do. We're very flexible because of all of the experience and all of the locations that we can do and all of the team members that we have in place. So uh, being able to work with either our team or their team to deliver that custom trip that they're looking for. All right, so you'll find a solution one way or another to fit what they're, what they're hoping to achieve. One thing that uh, I'm, my, my personal situation is I'm the gamer in the family, obviously. My wife has no interest in gaming in particular, although she, you know, she dabbles a little bit. But if we were going to go on a trip, uh, she would be very interested in seeing the sights and doing the usual travel vacationer sort of thing. So uh, to get her to be interested in this kind of a trip, and I'm sure I'm not the only, you know, gamer focused person who's like, oh, sounds great. But like, you know, I've got a family or I've got, you know, somebody else, a uh, significant other who's like, this is not my thing. So what kinds of... Uh, I want to say entertainment, what kind of activities, uh, what kinds of value do they get? The non-gamer spouses and those people, what do they get out of uh, coming on this kind of a trip? And so what I would say, and if we're going to use Ireland as a staple, is, you know, everybody on the trip, gamer and non-gamers, are going to see those iconic sites that you would want to see in a country like Ireland, like Clips of Moor and so on and so forth. But let's say 
while they're gaming in a, a castle near Galway, we will do a, you know, a culinary seafood experience where you're working, you know, you spend three, four hours with a chef and you cook and make your own food. And, you know, Galway's known for its oysters and seafood and all of that. And we would do like a private style venue. So where you're having like a culinary session experience, um, drinking wine and having a good time. The gamers are doing this other venue. Uh, they're playing games. Um, but this could be anything from that to our guide taking you to a, you know, out of dirt, out of country road to a nice little village where it's a boutique and it's got all these little shops and you can do some shopping or you can add in a spa visit or anything like that. So each country is a little bit different on where we're gaming, what locations we can add, but it's stuff like that um, where it'd be not typically where you'd see the masses of tourists. We would take people to specialized non-gamer style things like I just mentioned. Things like that. And that's something that we, we do build in for each of those gaming sessions. You know, the depending on how, you know, the, the trip breaks down, we may have, you know, an equal number of non-gamers playing with the or you know, traveling with the gamers, or we may have a handful, but we have those broken out per gaming session specifically for those non-gaming travelers to, you know, get their uh, experiences as well away from the tabletop. Then that's the kind of stuff that I, I, I would need, the kind of ammo you need to convince somebody to be like, okay, let's, let's make this happen. It's not just, you know, not just playing around the table and, and fun for me. It's also fun for everybody who's involved. Uh, well, so and these are, you know, these are serious vacations. I mean, people plan typically, you know, six, eight months or, or further out in advance for, for their time away from work. And, you know, going to Europe or, you know, somewhere else overseas is not, it's not something you typically do just at the drop of a hat. So it does require a little bit of planning. And we want to make sure that, you know, we're catering to everybody that's coming with us. Obviously we're focused on the games because that's kind of what we're talking about, but it's not realistic to expect everybody to want to play the games on the trip. So having those alternate excursions, I think is, uh, is something that we do that's just a little bit different from, uh, from some of the other people that are, are talking about, you know, gaming in places. Excellent. Excellent. And you mentioned your team of game masters, and I remember this was a bit of a bit of a subject we explored a little bit during the summit. Where do you find your game masters? Where do those people come from? How do you recruit recruit these folks? So you know, because I've been a player for for so long and a game master since the early '80s, I started with you know my personal network, people that I knew and trusted, and we kind of built from there. That's it's been uh, maybe a year and a half or so uh, in the process of building this team. And, you know, we have reached out through connections and through other partners in the uh, gaming community to find some really amazing GMs. Um, every one of them comes through our system. Every one of them is in our private organization. We do trainings and, you know, practice sessions and those kinds of, 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 uh, of connections to us. So everybody is vetted. Everybody's a professional. We make sure that everybody is comfortable with running tables uh, again in that professional manner. And so, you know, we have GMs from lots of places around the country. We're based in central Kentucky. So, you know, obviously we have a little bit more of a concentration here uh, and then sort of in our region. But as we continue to, uh, to do our one shots, which we haven't talked about a whole lot, we, you know, continue to add more of these personal and, you know, professional connections, extending our DM team. I think right now we are at about 48 DMs in our group. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we cover pretty much from 
LA to, uh, to the East coast. Um, we have somebody in, in lots of places. So, uh, it's been, uh, been a lot of fun building that team. And, um, you know, again, every one of them is sort of uh, personally vetted by me and a very uh, tight team of, of DMS that I work with. Awesome. Sounds like a pretty good job. <laughs> I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this, but just in case somebody's wondering, you've, you've mentioned RPGs, you've mentioned D&D, Pathfinder. Uh, do you need, from the, uh, the consumer perspective, somebody who's uh, contemplating, I want to come on this kind of a trip, do they need experience in the game system? Do they need existing characters? What do they need to be prepared for the gaming sessions, I guess is a good, good way to frame it. So the answer is uh, almost nothing. Um, so when you sign up for one of our adventures, uh, we have a private Discord server that we bring all of the players into. Our GMs work with them to create their characters, to make sure they are, you know, set up and ready to go. Um, we did actually a little bit of a data collection not long ago to look at the, the players that have played with us over the last year or so. And about 32% um, of the players that we have played with had never played Dungeons & Dragons 5e before, which I thought was amazing. Um, and then probably another 10% had not played 5e before. So we have a very, you know, good mix of people with, you know, some experience, a lot of experience, no experience. The, um, with our partners, so like we, we are partnered with D&D Beyond. They use, we use their platform for all of our pre-campaign uh, setups. We provide the, uh, the account, the content, the dice when you show up we have uh this really cool swag set for players it has a, a a dice tray and dice kit and all of the stuff that you need to play so essentially you show up and play if you want to create a character ahead of time with our team we'll do that in that discord channel kind of that pre uh you know trip session zero we also have pre-gens if people don't want the effort they wanted to sit down and play we do that as well so uh, you can be as much uh, in advance preparation as you want or as little. And, you know, we will allow that process to play out as the, as the player wants to play. Awesome. So you don't just take care of the people organizing it. You also take care of the people coming on the trip and the gamers and you've got all the aspects covered. Yeah, we have this little uh, like uh, pre-travel kit that they'll get that has some of the cool stuff that they might need for one of the trips. Uh, we are, uh, you know, we take care of the minis and we take care of all the gaming accessories they're going to need, both from the table side and, uh, you know, from the player side. Uh, we have, uh, you know, some pretty cool partnerships uh, with some some pretty neat companies. Uh, Kraken Dice is our official dice sponsor, so all of the stuff they get is you know, from Kraken and their amazing stuff. Uh, we have a partnership with Spider Mind Games. They have a really cool system called Level Up, which is uh, we use on the tables to uh, to make sure that you know people have room to game and are comfortable doing. Uh, again, like I said, D and D Beyond provides the 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 gaming platform, the digital subscription, and all that. It's it's really a, a, a kind of a, a turnkey process for the player. From their perspective, everything is taken care of. For the game store owners, I want to really hone in, hone in on, on what we can do for these people and how they can take advantage of what you guys are offering. So what does the owner say? There's a, a local game store owner who's listening to this and, and thinking, this sounds really cool. You know, how do I get involved? What do I get out of doing this? You know, give them some of the details on, uh, you know, one of the, some of the benefits from them organizing a trip of their own. Yes. So with the, the game store owner, if they're interested in doing something like that, the, 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 
number one thing to do is just to reach out to us via email or through discord or what have you and say, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a game store owner in this area. I'm interested in doing this, really not sure how to start or, you know, where I want to go or what games I want to play. And we'll just set up a time for just kind of a meet and greet and a call just to go over some of the items that uh, I talked about a little bit earlier. So, you know, what's popular with your customer base? What type of games are they playing? Um, are you playing, are you doing gaming sessions at your store as well? Um, are you doing any tournaments, stuff like that? Uh, just random stuff like that. So I can get an idea and Jonathan can get an idea of kind of what, what it is that your customer base is looking for. And then from that, I can kind of suggest, you know, if it's, if we go back to D and D five E, you know, um, maybe we concentrate, we're doing a really cool one right now. And, um, Romania with kind of like a Strahd style theme to it and such and playing in Dracula's castle, brand castle. So maybe we'd probably do something like that. I was talking to a game store owner the other day where, you know, you had magic and Innistrad and it would be cool to do a venue inside brand castle. as like kind of a you know, two, three day tournament inside the castle or something like that. So basically um, the way it works is, you know, we would have that initial conversation. Then we would select some destinations. I would tell them, enlighten them. If they haven't traveled to those countries or places before, I would say, well, these are the options you can do. These are the type of things you can see. Um, I would suggest, you know, if you want to keep, uh, if, if we're worried about, you know, certain budgets, we want to stick to certain places versus other places. Um, you know, definitely the, the Ireland's of the world versus the, you know, Sweden, Norway of the world is going to be totally different pricing structure if you're going for a Viking theme or kind of a Celtic theme or something like that. Um, so we talk about that pricing budgets, um, how we handle the airline tickets. If people need to book those through our travel agent providers, um, we show them samples of the registration page, what that'll look like. And we really just try to make them feel comfortable that they can really pull this off because we, we really put it all together as a package to where we can say, all right, this trip would cost X amount. Let's just say it's $3,000 and you get this percentage off of it and you're going for free and your airfare is included and your land portion is included. Um, and we're going to handle all this adventure. You can, you can, um, you know, work with Jonathan and the GMs as well to create a custom adventure. It doesn't matter. Um, and then we just handle all those logistics. So we basically hand it over to a package with their branding all over it. And we can white label the trip. You know, you don't even have to have RPG travel on there. We don't, we don't really, doesn't mind us to just say, you know, if it's legendary games in Chicago, Illinois, then it's legendary game. Chicago, Illinois is putting this trip to Ireland. And these are the dates. This is the price. This is how you sign up. If you have questions about, you know, various things like passports and all that, they, they all flow through us so they don't have to flow through the game store owner because the game store owner is already busy with other stuff. The last thing they need to know is, you know, someone calling them about what type of attire do I wear? Is, do I need a visa to get there? You know, all of that stuff that we as a travel organization handle. Um, and basically we handle all the funds that come in, all the payments for deposits and remaining balances. They're not going to have to deal with any of the accounting for that. At the very end, we just cut them a check or wire them the money that was allocated to them and they go on a trip. So it's hopefully I answer that is, is it easy as just having a, a, a call and a couple of follow-up calls. And within, like you say, I think an hour, hour and a half, you're going to have a custom trip with your name all over it. So. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, meat and potatoes kind of stuff. You mentioned that there, you know, you needed a, like a 20 person minimum for some of these trips, 30 person maximum. Is that like 
universal across the board? If it's local, is it smaller? Like, how does that work? Typically, a lot of the venues we're playing at are extremely historic or they're, it could be a cave and you can't fit 50 or 100 people inside these locations. So our minimum baseline is 20 minimum just to get the trip up and running. And with that, you're going to have about four tables. And we try to cap around 30 because um, six tables, you, you want to have a kind of a boutique, nice experience. After 30 individuals, it gets a little crowded um, for any vacation. Because think about it, if we're on a 54-passenger bus, which we typically take a bus that has way more seats than, than the amount of passengers we're going to have, so everyone can kind of spread out, relax, move around the bus, um, you want to really cap it at around that 30 mark. Um, and uh, that's kind of the sweet spot for getting the best rates and such as well, but also keeping it boutique. So that's kind of the... Uh, the, the numbers we look for 20 minimum 30 maximum something like that but each trip's a little bit different but that's the going standard okay and the locations obviously they can be exotic all across the world but you also do semi-local correct yeah absolutely we so we do um right now we're doing some one shots in the states uh cincinnati Marengo cave which is in southern indiana just south of indianapolis um, and uh, just outside of Philly, just outside of Philly, Crystal Caves. Um, so there's those are three of the one shots we're starting right now. The Cincinnati one will be like a three day, two night long weekend session where we, you'll play in some ancient beer tunnels that were built by German immigrants 200 years ago. Um, and then obviously we have Crystal Caves up in Philly. It's 54 degrees year round in there. So when it's the dead of winter there, we can go in there and warm up. Um, and so, you know, and then Ringo Cave is the, the same. The temperature remains the same year round. So those are some of the one shot experiences. But we're, we're looking to do stuff in Texas, Seattle, Southern California, Colorado, New England, Canada, you know, uh, hopefully Quebec City, Montreal. Once things a little bit, they start to open up with COVID. And then internationally speaking, warm destinations. You know, we have the Hawaii's like a Chult theme in central Mexico or Yucatan, there's my little guy walking in here, and um, European destinations, Africa, what have you, so all those types of places. Cool. So the from a game store owner's perspective, could they opt in to do a one-day local or semi-local trip uh, to organize that kind of thing, or is there a like is there a trip minimum, a certain number of days, certain amount of distance, or something like that? Yeah, typically if we will, if there's a uh, an or if there's a game store owner in Toronto, let's say, and they want to do a one shot. We typically say 15 minimum, three tables, um, 30 max. But we we would need to find the location that can actually host them, Do put all the logistics together to where they're going to go out for the day. They're going to have three hours. They'll have a – typically it'll be like a – have a private tour of the venue because it'll be there'll be some type of history with it. And then we'll have three hours of gaming, lunch, and then three hours of gaming. So it's a full day. Okay, so so flexible in all all aspects of uh, of the trip. That's, that's, what, that's what I was kind of – kind of uh, hoping to find out uh, coming at it from different variables, you know, like what's uh, what would work for certain people if, uh, if they're thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not ready to commit to a large group going to Europe just yet, but I would be interested in, you know, doing something in America because well, the vast majority of the audience of this podcast is in North America. So I'm thinking that's probably what most people are kind of, uh, kind of thinking about at least at the moment. So uh, as the game store owner, what are their duties while they're actually on the trip? What do they have to, what are they responsible for? 
almost nothing. <laughs> almost nothing. They're going to play, play games, have fun, and interact with their customers. Um, our tour guides are professionals, and they've been doing it a long time, and they know how inter- every single ins and outs of any trip. So the thing about, like, uh, you know, if there's something wrong with, I don't know, let's say there's something, uh, there's no hot water in the shower for some reason or something like that in the hotel, just something that would happen randomly in a hotel. They're not going to have to deal with that. We're going to handle all that stuff. Um, if there's a thing with the restaurant or the time we're going to be there, there's nothing that they have to deal with. The tour guide is managing all of that behind the scenes. The the game store owners are there to just have fun. As I was talking to one the other day, they basically said, can I just sightsee, play games, and drink wine? And I said, absolutely. And they said, okay. Excellent. That's a good pitch. You don't have to do anything. You just get to have fun and, and enjoy the fruits of your labor of putting this whole thing together. <laughs> So I wanted to talk a little bit about the whole marketing of everything. So when a you know hypothetical store owner is thinking, this sounds great, I want to do some sort of a package, I want to go somewhere you know neat, somewhere interesting, somewhere uh, you know across the world, uh, how do I, you know, I'm as this hypothetical store owner, how do I get people signed up for this? What's the best way for me to get my customers engaged, get them interested? How do I present it to them? You know, like what what kind of things have you seen in that regard to really get these things off the ground? And so that's where we will work with them directly to determine how they best communicate with their customers right now. We will create all of that marketing for them that they can push out through a variety of channels. Obviously, you know, people are on social a lot, but they have, you know, foot traffic in the store. They have connections of connections and other, you know, people they know locally. And we will help them create those pieces, again, whether it be for social or or physical media they want to hand to people and, and whatnot. Uh, we can work with them to communicate with their customers the way they best communicate. So it really is a done-for-you kind of service. It sounds like pretty much every answer is like, don't worry, we'll handle all aspects of this trip. You know, you just give us the seed of the idea and we'll figure out everything that you need to do to really make this happen. Yeah, we try to make it pretty turnkey. Um, the, uh, the goal for us is to make it as easy for that uh, you know, owner of an LGS to, to enjoy and d- differentiate themselves without adding a lot of stress. Um, you know, one of the, the challenges of this type of thing is there are lots of tiny little details that come up all the time. And that's really why, you know, Alex, with his years of experience, he handles that stuff very, very well. And I, I don't want to, uh, you know, curse you or anything, Alex, but, uh, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, you do pretty well. And so, uh, you know, I, I hope we don't continue to have little things like that pop up, but we do. And by being able to make that more of a turnkey, take care of all those little details, it does free that uh, you know store owner up, both pre-trip from the marketing side of things, and then on the trip, you know, while things are going on. Uh, again, we we want to make it as turnkey for them as possible. So store owners really have nothing to lose to give this a shot. I mean, really not. Uh, the you know commitment doesn't happen until we get closer to the time of the trip. And so we usually know before we get to that deadline point, we have plenty of interest or we don't have enough interest. And, you know, the, when that deadline comes up, if things aren't where we want them to be, it literally is just a matter of turning things off. We're only out a little bit of time that we, you know, put into promoting this. And so when we get to that deadline point, we know we have enough trip, you know, touring uh, enough uh, people going on the trip. We get those, you know, payments in, everybody starts paying their deposits and the trip goes. So it's not like people are putting up all kinds of money up front for a trip that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, I would just echo that. I, we know everyone is super busy and they have all kinds of things going on. I, I get that question a lot. Um, I'm so busy. I'm also doing this local tournament here uh, where I'm going to have 100 people in this. And I'm just trying to, but they're really interested in doing maybe, let's say, an international trip or something like that, eight to 12 months out. I, and I just tell them, you know, if you really want to try to do this, now is the time you would want to plan for a fall trip of 2022 or a summer because people need to put that on their calendar. They need to talk with their spouse. If they have kids. Who's going to take care of my kids? All of these other things that go along with going on a vacation like this, you're going to have to know well in advance. So we're talking to a lot of people now who want to book for summer and fall of next year um, because they want to do a European destination, which is when you want to go is usually spring, summer, and fall, not in the dead of winter unless you're going to the south of Spain or something. So um, the key is to get in early and honestly, within an hour back and forth, we will probably have everything ready for you to go. And there's no financial commitment at all until the deposit date comes up. And if we don't have enough, like Jonathan says, we just turn it off. We'll cancel the reservations we have with bus companies and tour guides and hotels and restaurants and all that stuff that's locked in. And then we'll just reboot and see what happens maybe in the future. Cool. So I guess that leads us into a, another probably very common thought that people are having right now, uh, you know, being the world being as it is. So what does, like you mentioned that there, there's, you know, there's no, uh, no costs incurred. If it's prior to the deposit date, you know, it's just not happening. Okay. You know, like not enough people signed up. Cool. No, you know, no loss. Uh, what, what happens in the event, you know, something COVID spikes in the location that you were hoping to travel to and they've locked the, the borders down, no air travel or something like that. Something prevents, you know, this uh, event, this trip from, uh, from going down. Uh, Come on, what, Tom, when has that ever happened? When is that no, ever it's happened, never, right? Never going to happen. No one <laughs> need to worry about that at all. But if somebody's like, oh, I have this idea, like, well, this, this is something I'm concerned about. What, uh, what happens in that kind of scenario? Yeah. So basically with that is, um, if the border's locked down, that's a whole different situation. Everyone, you know, you're getting refunded and things like that because there's no flights and such. That's that's going to be, um, I'm not going to say easy. It's going to be refundable because a lot of times what we do or will require or suggest is to get travel insurance. Because if you have travel insurance, then you're covered. Now, it's not going to cost fear of COVID. So, um, for example, if I want to go to Costa Rica today on a trip, it's, a, you know, open to everybody and if the numbers spike and your your trip's about to leave and you decide i'm i'm nervous about covid then travel insurance will not cover you there so i think most people will know deposit wise which is typically three months four months prior to your trip anyways okay i can see kind of where covid's going um i'm vaccinated because we're requiring all vaccinations on all of our trips anyways um to make everyone feel more comfortable and kind of make that decision as to, yes, I'm going to go or no, I'm going to postpone. Maybe I'll try it again in 2023 or something like that. But um, those last minute, the, the biggest thing is just travel insurance. Travel insurance will cover a lot of those expenses if stuff decides to shut down and all of those type of things happen. Or something else happens. I mean, what if um, you fall, you break your arm, now you can't go. Um, travel insurance is going to cover stuff like that. So. It's not just COVID, but any number of things, you know, someone gets sick in your family or what have you, you know, you might have to stay back. So there's a, a whole lot of things that could happen. 
Yeah, I guess it's not just a global pandemic that could put a damper on your trip. It could also just be I stumbled down the stairs and I, I broke my foot or something like that. that no, I, can't, I can't go. Yeah, that still happens every day. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately. Sadly. Ironically, that actually happened. Well, minus the broken foot. That actually happened to me a couple of days ago where I slipped down the stairs and whacked Dang. my butt off the stair, the wooden staircase. <laughs> Dang, slippery new socks. But uh, yeah, so... I guess I had this question listed about how, you know, somebody's thinking about this and it sounds really good. They're too busy. But I think we've answered that really thoroughly, that if somebody's feeling like they're too busy, there's no reason not to at least just reach out and have the conversation because you'll take care of everything. Absolutely. And if they don't want to travel, there is someone on their staff that will likely travel. And if there is no one on their staff that wants to travel, that's okay as well, because our team and our staff will still brand it as their game. Or, or their store and run the trip as if it's it's their trip. It is their trip, but they're just maybe not on site or on location because they're too busy and they got other things going on. So there's definitely store owners that definitely say, I'm all game, but me and none of my staff have time to do the trip, but you guys can run it and I'll take the, the profits on top of that that we decide to come to a conclusion with. Uh, excellent. That, that's a very good added point that you don't even need to go on this trip. Like you, you don't have to be there to manage it. You can go there to enjoy it. But if that's not the uh, not an option for you, don't worry. The RPG travel guys will will have you covered. And again, yeah. I think it really plays into the theme of taking care of everything and making it a real turnkey kind of uh, kind of travel solution. Yeah, we've even had people will send us T-shirts to wear their T-shirts. That's fine. We'll wear. <laughs> Shirts were branded as we are a, a representative of your group, so we will make sure it's all good, and we'll take photos and stuff like that, so they can push stuff on social media to say, "Hey, look at what we're doing." And even though they're still just um, taking care of the business back home, awesome, awesome. So, uh, before we wrap things up, do you have any quick tips for uh, game store owners who want to make their custom branded experience a real success? I would say. Um, you know, if, if it's something that you feel like you're interested in and, you know, just like we alluded to prior, there's you're really not going to lose anything for trying. I mean, I think just throwing it out there. I don't know how many trips I've organized over the years where someone has said, I have no idea. You know, they just talked to their staff or their group and they said, hey, I'm thinking about going to France to do this tour. And, you know, we'll go to the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre and this that whatever but you know we'll play games and do stuff like that or what have you how many who's interested in doing that you just see how many hands go up in the room like you'll know within your small group even if you're playing you know an rpg every tuesday night at your store maybe um you could bring it up then like, hey we're thinking about doing this tour and we could do a little one pager for you it says go into this place and these dates would you be interested and if you have a overwhelming majority of the hands in the air go up you know you probably have the interest, so it's worth just trying out to see if it can work. And I, I guarantee every time you – once you do one trip, everyone's going to have an awesome time. They're all going to say, where are we going next? Totally cool. This is awesome. And then we just, you know, talk about if the, the next trip. for the Yeah, next year, two years later, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Cool. Did you have any thoughts on that one, uh, Jonathan? So you know, well, I mean, you I think that's – that's that, that the um, – that's accurate in that once people see and experience this process, it's, it really becomes about when is the next thing. And so we have found that in talking. So 
when we do one of our experiences, we have a post experience survey that we send out just to make sure, you know, what do we do right? What do we do wrong? What can we do better? Those kinds of things. Almost everyone that takes that comes back with, that was awesome. And, you know, this is what I liked about it. But when is the next one? When is the, when can I sign up for the next event? And so, you know, th that will absolutely translate into that LGS concept. They do, you know, a trip in 2022. They're going to have not only the people that went on that trip in 2022, but all the other people they're talking to clamoring to find out where are you going in 2023 now? What's next? And so it becomes that sort of annual process that you now offer this as part of your differentiation to your customer base. I like that. Unique, uh, unique service propositions. Very important. And the idea of having this like flagpole event once a year where you guys, you know, you and your, your, uh, your customers or your community kind of like organizes and goes and does this crazy exotic experience, this, you know, ultimate gaming kind of, uh, uh, bonanza you know in a castle or uh, something like that that sounds like something that you could really sell to somebody and like you said once you kind of have that first trip down you know on under your belt and it went really well and they saw how cool it was then you've got like a you probably have a you know an unpaid mobile marketing team who's going to go and tell all their friends about how great this trip was and how you know they should come to the next one and uh probably make i would imagine the first one's probably like you know, you got to get over that initial hurdle of, of getting people signed up and excited and, and getting it going. And then number two, number three, number four, just like they just happen almost automatically because people are ready to roll once you have that experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, and everyone that's done a first time trip, there is once you get over that initial hurdle and they actually go on the trip or get the reviews afterwards, they're amazed because it's so turnkey. Um, everything's thought of. You just enjoy yourself and you're on vacation and you're playing games and you're having a good time. So you don't have to think about all the other little stuff going on in the background. So to me, this sounds like the perfect way for a game store owner to not only go on vacation, which is hard enough to do in the first place, but also like make some money, uh, do something fantastic for their community that they really love and set their store apart all at the same time. Absolutely. Yes. That sounds pretty awesome to me. So hopefully people are thinking that sounds cool. How do I get connected with you guys? What do they do? Somebody's listening. Where can they go to get this process started? Yeah, so rpgtravel.com is the, you know, our, the website. It's great. It has the connection that you get to us through via phone, email, or through Discord. Um, those are three options. Or you can just send us through our contact form there and say, hey, you know, I, I you know, heard you on the podcast. I'm interested in maybe talking to you. And there's no rush. I mean, it's not like we have to get to it right now. It can be a week, two weeks, a month from now, whatever you think um, when you have some time. And then if we just kick back at, you know, when are you available? Give me a few dates, times that you're available and I'll make sure it works. And then I'll put it on my calendar. It's kind of how it works. And then we'll have that initial conversation and kind of go from there. Okay. Well, I'll make sure those links are in the show notes so people can find them easily enough and just uh, get this thing started so that they can start planning their trip for 2022 or 2023 or sometime in the near future, hopefully. Uh, well, they'll be able to figure that out. Uh, so any closing thoughts? I just encourage people to reach out. Um, you know, I think that you are going to see more and more people clamoring for these types of experiences. We've all been, you know, locked down for a year and a half, two years almost now. And, you know, we're seeing the, the desire to leave the basement. And uh, this is a, a fantastic way to get those people into your orbit 
doing the things they want to do. And again, differentiation is, is the key. Moving away from those commodity pieces and making sure that you can you know, service and, and repeat business and get people into this you know, unique proposition is only going to benefit uh, an LGS trying to uh, you know, stand out from their competitors. And so, again, I just I encourage them to reach out and uh, and let us show you how easy it is. Perfectly said, Jonathan. Thank you. (laughs) It's exactly what I was thinking. That is a fantastic place to close this podcast down. Thank you guys for coming on the show and telling us all about RPG travel. I think this was very interesting and hopefully very educational and intriguing to people who are are listening right now. And uh, yeah, hopefully get some exciting things planned for the near future. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to everybody again next time. All right. That is it for today's episode of the Manaverse podcast. Head over to RPGtravel.com to schedule your call and put your gaming experience on the calendar. Uh, Links for everything are in the show notes for this episode. And make sure that you let Alex know that I sent you over there. And don't forget, grab access to the LGS Success Summit Black Friday deal and get all the recordings from the last two summits for over 50% off. You can do that by going to lgssuccesssummit.com forward slash BF2021 to get access to over 36 hours of content, all geared towards helping you grow and build your game store. The link again is lgssuccesssummit.com forward slash BF2021. Thanks for listening to the Maniverse podcast. I really appreciate it. I'm Tom Traplin. And I will talk to you again in the next episode of the Metaverse Podcast.